Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another fun and exciting, as always, thrilling episode here at the Sacred Icon Podcast with your sacred boys, Jovial Joshi, that's me, and my buddy, my pal, my friend, Mr. Brian Spain himself, Brian Arvett. Hey, Brian. We got a lot of juicy stuff to talk about today, Josh. A Moa-sized to... juicy burger size. Oh, of... it's going to be, we're going to be pushing three patties, you know. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's going to be Angus. <laughs> uh, we got the we Not got the hard. ask we got the ask three four three uh, video that you know pretty much most everyone listening here has probably already read but we're gonna offer our perspective on it um, and that's that's gonna kind of be my uh, I'm gonna put up this little warning at the beginning guys we're gonna try to be objective we're gonna try to be fair we're gonna try to tackle uh, other opinions than our own. But ultimately, these are just our opinions. If you don't agree with them, that's totally cool, totally fine. We're just co- trying to share constructively how we feel. Um, before we get into the details, though, Josh, what did you think of this 40-some minute long Ask 343 video? I was very pleased with it. I thought, damn, this is a lot of free like updating us, free content on updating us. Like it, it feels good to be in the know, you know. No, it, yeah, I was. I finished watching this last night, and I was like really pleased with it, especially when they asked the, the the wholesome question at the end. Like, are you guys having fun making this game? You know, oh, I love it. It was really cool, and um, I really appreciate having this in, in addendum to um, the recent update. You know, from like our last one of our yeah. most recent episodes, talking about just um, you know, the the sort of like February update, uh, talking about some infinite stuff. So it's nice to get this and then see some of them again. I love seeing. Quindell Hoyle. I, I love Quindell yeah, Hoyle, man. I love him. He's, all, all he's those, up there now. Everyone that was in there was fantastic. Um, yeah. Some faces we I've just never are more seen familiar before. with him. Yeah, more familiar with him. But I loved everyone that was in there, and uh, I love getting to listen. Got to my them. boy Mashburn. Oh, Mashburn. He's in there. Yeah, dude. Um, no, it was but great. Guys, rather than rather than pussyfoot around with getting to you know tackling the little details and getting to the big stuff, let's just get into the heavy hitting topics right away. Kind of discuss our feelings on that. The first one we'll touch on is it is confirmed there will be no playable elites in Halo Infinite. Mm. As and as far as we know for now, they're saying it will not be there at launch. They currently don't have any plans. It's always possible that it could come in the 10-year plan of Infinite afterwards as future update, but they're not committing to that either. So baseline, 
there's going to be no playable leads right now. Um, How did you Josh, react when you, you first wanna... heard that? No, no, you go ahead and start. I mean, um, well, I want to hear your thoughts too. Okay. I might For what it's worth, guys, we though. actually have been saving this conversation uh, just since yeah. last night. We decided we're going to not talk about this until the podcast. So I actually yeah, don't we know. To give you guys fresh, you know, perspective here. Yeah, I actually don't know uh, his thoughts. So um, okay, well, you know me, Josh. I'm probably going to get analytical and go on with this for a while. But cool, feel buddy. free to interject. All right. Man. Um, okay, so simple TLDR answer is: Of course, I would have liked playable elites in halo infinite if you ask me would i rather have them or not rather or not have them i would choose yes why not they were cool it was a fun added uh feature in halo 2 3 and reach um i always like having that uh ultimately my personal opinion is that halo infinite is very intentionally them trying to take the series back to basics it's a soft reboot it's them trying to get halo back to where it was uh, many years ago. Um, Try to reintroduce things to the series that are important, like a compelling story, um, familiar art and aesthetics. Uh, And then they're trying to do new things with having a semi-open world and and just kind of, you know, make the the collective consciousness in the gaming industry around Halo uh, good again. Make it something that, you know, people are happy with. And I, I, I know that... Um, while we love Halo 4 and 5, you know, there was issues with both, mainly Halo 5 is, is getting away from some of the things that the more mainstream audience used to love and even hardcore fans alike. So I think taking into account that Halo Infinite is a massive project and it's ambitious in other ways and that they're trying to really, you know, be intentional in the way they design this product, it's not important that elites it's not important that up and playable elites are in the game it's not something that's make or break it's not a priority it's not something that uh it has to be here at launch it's it's honestly just it's like this it's something that i would like and i think it's very fair for anyone to be upset about i think it's very fair for people to express their concern and say that hey this disappoints me i would like it to be there mm-hmm. but once again, like we've talked about a million times in this podcast, I think it's just constructive criticism is what's important here. And if it's not constructive criticism, it's just not worth saying. There's uh, there's, there's people um, complaining in non-constructive ways. There's a petition going up. There's people saying that, you know, you know, Halo 2 had these features in 2004. Why can't it have it now? Well, this, this isn't Halo 2. This is Halo Infinite. Their, you know, their priority this time around may have been on creating a super detailed open world to explore with, with quests and things to do and dynamics. And that just wasn't the priority right now. So I, I just, I hate that everything's so black and white, Josh, like people that are saying no playable elites are the worst thing in the world. That's ridiculous. People that are saying, I don't care if elites are playable, stop complaining. That's ridiculous. Because just because you don't care about playable elites doesn't mean that other people don't care about it. So it's important. Don't dismiss people's concerns because that's important to them. Just because it's not important to you doesn't mean so. But then at the same time, to say that it's make or break to have to have them is also ridiculous. You know, it's not it's not a core pillar of the Halo experience. Um, so you know, it's just, it's not black and white. And I just think we need to uh, level our expectations with these things. And 
I don't know, Josh. I mean, if I if I go out on Twitter and I say I would have liked playable elites, it's too bad they're not there. But I understand, and it's not that big a deal. People would tell me it'd be a lot of people would be say, Brian, you're you're a shill, sacred icon. You're you're a shill. Yeah. Um, this is, you know, you just you're just gonna eat whatever three four three drops on the floor for you. No, that's that's really not. You know, it's not it's not black or white like that. It's really simple. It's just ask yourself if this was essential did, did this need to be an essential priority for the game and i my answer is no so josh you go ahead and take yeah, it. no to follow off of that i mean i didn't realize uh how how big of a deal this was for a lot of people i don't remember seeing any conversations about this i'm not implying they didn't happen but i just didn't see anyone talking about playable elites at any point in time uh since we've been on the twitter or just social media um, doing this podcast stuff. I don't recall seeing that. Like I said, doesn't mean it's not there. I just didn't see it. So my perception was a bit caught off guard when I saw the reaction to that. Um, now, while I pretty much wholeheartedly agree with what Brian said, uh, I'm going to try to play devil's advocate because of that and and, and empathize. Um, that has to be super frustrating. Uh, I know I loved having them as an option in Halo 2. Um, and it, I mean... You know, anytime we've gotten a you know, even if it's been so much as like uh, the zombie mode in like Halo 4 that actually had the, the different design for them. Anytime we've gotten to play as things other than just Spartans, it's it's so nice to have that as an option. And especially with this seemingly hearkening back to Halo 3, um, it almost seemed like that's something that would have maybe have been a given or even potentially like the banished being playable, you know, or just uh, um, just just having something like that for the first time, just being able to play as Brutes. But, um, you know, it is it is disheartening to see that, uh, you know, some aspects of that may come later, if even at all. And I think that's the hardest part. It's, it's you know, having a bit of hope, maybe, that that could happen uh, is cool. But um, when, you know, you hear things like that's not something, you know, no, you know, it's not something we, we're doing right now. It's just we just have a focus on Spartans. Um, the biggest thing for me is... You know, uh, I, I see where people are affected by that because it just feels like a clear line in the sand. Like, no, that's not something we're really considering at all right now. Now, you see the feedback, and I could see that being something that comes down the line, but here's how I look at this. This is the first Halo that's going to be kind of a service game, and we don't quite know yet how they're going to do stuff down the line. We only know it's going to be supported for 10 years. We can expect what we've kind of come to expect in terms of multiplayer updates, DLC, um, new content to unlock, potentially new story stuff that we're all kind of making the safe assumption on. You know, I'm sure a part of that could be things like playable leads, potentially playable brutes. You know, I mean, imagine having some update that you're really looking forward to but this is the update in which you get playable elites. And then people, you know, instead of like, this is a new season of MCC or this is a new season of Halo 5 in which, you know, there's new maps or something. This season revolves around people being excited to get to it so they can play as elites. And then there's flighting to play as elites. I feel like that's a reasonable thing to to hope for. And I think that there's potential for that to come down the line. If they're seeing that, I mean, they're clearly listening. And, um, you know, uh, but uh, long story short, I get where people are coming from and feeling frustrated with that because um, we've just we've had the Spartans for so long. However, um, to me, that whole conversation screamed balancing issues. And I just think that in terms of I know people out there might say, 
you know, they balanced that well enough in Halo 2 where there was close enough to that or something to that effect. I've no doubt that they can make that happen with Halo Infinite, but I think that probably would have sidetracked them a bit, whereas they can just focus on Spartans, you know, uh, red and blue, even playing field in terms of height, um, width, body proportions, um, things like that. Um, I think you would have had to kind of scale it a little bit differently depending on elites and stuff like that, and also just design them um, in that way to, for the multiplayer aspect and, and how that works. Um, and just on top of it, you know, you just kind of want, like, it's quali- quality over quantity. Like, we still don't know yet the, the full weight of what this game is going to offer. And I think it's completely valid to feel disappointed by that. But it is, I think, a little bit ridiculous, like Brian said, to um, both shut down people who are disappointed by that, saying, like, you're basically ridiculous or who cares because, you know, it didn't affect you. But then it's also ridiculous to say, like, you know, this is bullshit or, you know, you, you like this ruined your experience or something to that effect. Like that's a little going, it's going a little too far. Like we've had plenty of Halo games that didn't have playable elites. We might get it at some point. This is a completely different Halo experience. I hope it's just like people who want battle Royale. Uh, I, it seems like it's not going to be there at launch. Uh, I hope for the people that want it, that they will really get it. And I'm going to be excited and I'm going to try anything new they want to put in these games. But we have to kind of like kind of slim down what we come to expect. These having having everything that we've come to expect, um, big team battle, all the different uh, options and, and customization, everything that's been become sort of the the iconic Halo suite of options is hard enough just to pull off on their own. We didn't even get big team battle guys at launch for Halo Five, right? I don't even think we got Forge at launch, did we, Brian? Am I forgetting? Uh, Am I missing Five? No. Yeah. So I mean. They couldn't even get what was there, right? And they added a new mode being Warzone. So a new thing came in, a couple old familiar things, had to wait. And even then, Big Team Battle didn't turn out to be um, very favorable in most people's eyes. So I think we just have to be patient with some of these things. It doesn't mean they won't happen. I mean, I know some... To me, they made it seem like it won't happen, but they did also clearly verbalize, you know, the potential for that. And I think considering how people have really rallied behind this being a thing is probably going to catch them off guard and they'll probably look into that for the future you know that's my yeah i have so many things to say i hope i can remember them all but (laughs) my bad we should probably just interrupt one another because of that (laughs) well no that's fine no i you know the the thing the thing that i think everyone needs to like think about first and foremost is 343 went out of their way to select this question from the twitter that said will there be playable elites in infinite they chose that question and they chose to answer it truthfully and wholeheartedly, like how many months before launch? Eight months before launch, knowing it would receive backlash, but just being transparent and honest about it. They could have avoided that question. They could have asked the question and said, uh, that's something we'll talk about at a later date. How many times have you heard that? But they chose not to. They decided to, to answer it head on and be truthful with it. Um, another thing to consider, we haven't had playable elites in Halo for 11 years, I know that for us who have been playing Halo for a long time, that are a little bit older, maybe we're, you know, late 20s, 30s, 40s, that 11 years doesn't really seem like that as long. Mm -hmm. But in the scheme of, like, technology and the gaming industry as a whole, uh, 11 years, you know, it's not common anymore for elites to be playable in Halo. It's been a long time. So I don't know why we're certainly expecting that. Um Another thing I would say, this is the thing, this is the thing, Josh, and I think you'll agree with me. 
the biggest thing I would say that that I can understand people's frustration is despite us loving the heck out of Quindell Hoyle, and I hate to have to say this, but <laughs> his reasoning on camera was not a good it was not a good reasoning. And I think Alex already touched on this on Twitter. Um, he basically said, we're not going to have elites because this is a Spartan story. Right. And we all kind of low key know it's not really that it's not really because it's a Spartan story. It's, it's because like Josh already touched on elites, having playable elites would require a ton of work. It would require balancing. It would require, proportions, you know, having the ability to control those characters and do do them justice. And I've even heard people say, well, you could just have elites in a separate mode where it's not it's not competitive, it's not even, and you won't have to worry about proportions. That's true, but it still would require real work. It's not like they just take an enemy elite and then throw the Spartan controls on it and they flip a switch and now they're in the game playable. Like because then if they put them in think about if they put them in the game but they put no customization options. They put nothing like that. Then people would be going, well, why do the Spartans go these customization options and then the elites don't? Exactly. And then it, becomes, it becomes this open bag that you can't get shut where it's like, well, the Spartans have a, a, a 142 well, options. Cyberpunk the, did things. And like yeah. we know now for a fact that like as much as they were trying to finish the game, it was also constantly growing. You guys have, you know, you have to narrow it down to see what you can do for launch. And then if you know there's this game's going to be supported for 10 years, like just... Let's you know it, it's good basically that people are making it apparent that they want playable elites because I don't mm-hmm. think this was um, as made aware before. Now that this is happening, this could be potentially be something that is gonna be in the yeah. cards now that they're looking at and saying, "Oh shit, we uh, okay, we might want to have a conversation about that." Because I mean that's part of the reason they do this stuff. You know they 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 ask these um, they, they they want us to ask them questions they answer this stuff like Brian said perfectly they didn't have to answer those kind of questions they could have danced around and dodged it but they tackled some of those confrontational questions you know considering it's a no so um it, it, we have to remember too this is just a completely different halo than what we've ever come to expect we have to completely change our expectations with this kind of stuff this kind of stuff it's that's our biggest problem that's our biggest problem is expectations. Yeah. Everyone has something they want out of these games. And I think Brian and I just coming off of, we had such a shit time with Halo 5, guys. Look, I loved the multiplayer. We had an amazing experience with the beta. Um, we went into the campaign. I was expecting this to really take off. I was expecting like, okay, I didn't, you know, I'm in the frame of mind thinking, I thought all this stuff was in the past. You know, it's all in my high school years. Well, Brian, my my cousin Justin, his brother, Brian's brother, Creighton, a couple other friends are all really excited for this, for Halo 5. And I'm thinking, holy crap, I get a second crack at this. And then, you know, the a lot of the, the, the excitement sometimes generates from Brian. It radiates from Brian being the Halo hype man. So when Brian had a crap experience playing through that story, he just completely logged off mentally with it and none of it happened you know like we go back in in phases where we really go hard into halo 5 but that kind of experience didn't really happen so my point being is that this is a whole new different pool this is a whole new different pot of stew and it's much bigger and there's much more opportunities and you know we just have to completely disassociate from what we want out of these games let them be what they are that's my opinion that's my hot take too yeah i'm on a bit of a soapbox you better interrupt me Honestly, li- honestly, listening to this Ask 343, I'm just like, 
it gives me a lot of confidence in what they're doing because you listen to these guys talk and you can you can tell that they were just like we consider doing this thing or going down this path but we told ourselves that's a lot of work it opens up too many variables let's cut that off and yeah. focus and why are we, on these why things. are we like, making like opinions about a game that we haven't even played yet let alone right. we don't know shit about because they've they've done a really good job of being quiet about it what you know it's just like you see a trailer for a movie and nowadays Movie trailers like seem like to give away the whole entire movie, but I, I recall seeing the trailer for V for Vendetta, and I thought this was going to be an action movie. I didn't have the context of the comic, and I went and saw the movie, and it was completely different than an action movie, and that was awesome. So uh, it's kind of nice to to not know what to expect, but you don't need to put like it's just tough. It's tough, and, and to be fair, I mean, like I said, to play devil's advocate, I get it though. I mean, there's some people that really loved playing as elites. Uh, I, I remember so many times playing halo 2 and some of my friends were like want to play as an elite i'm tired i don't want to play as a spartan but like brian said um it's just so much more extra work with balancing issues and then customization you want to try to give gear for elites and stuff like that that's so much more extra time you have designers who have to then design all these extra pieces of gear and equipment and aesthetics for that you know and then not to mention just the core balancing issues of how these are going to play because guys if one thing goes out of whack then it completely changes everything then suddenly you're not just trying to balance spartans running around on a on a battlefield you know that's completely different than a player versus ai you have player versus player but then you're also now trying to incorporate this other different kind of character with its own different body proportions and how do you make the hit registry work you know the, the collision detection things like that like that's a complicated thing it's not as people some people out there will say like oh it's not that big of a deal man you know it's actually not as, it's actually easier than it seems you probably don't work in the game industry. You know, right. I'm sorry. Like, you know, like, I mean, well, I we don't even know what that's like, but come on, let's be a little empathetic here. Is is, is it Troy Mashburn? Is his first name Troy? I think, I think it so. is. I think so. Uh, no, he sorry. said it, he explained it really well in this Ask 343. He said, we considered having some type of, like, scavenging and, like, upgrading oh, crafting like leather and stuff cra- like that. Crafting and stuff like yeah. that. He's like, well, we can. We honestly considered that idea, and then as we started, we realized, okay, well, if we do that, then we have to introduce an inventory system for Chief. Yeah, and it's like that's not. And then new. have it. Yeah. And then and then that's that changes things a lot. That's a whole new system. Then you go, okay, well, we have to account for the fact that Chief's going to be going through his inventory and stuff in the game. So they need to build the spaces and the encounters in ways that they can and have moments for you to be in your inventory and be crafting. And it just opened up this whole Pandora's box where. They're going to be adding layers upon layers upon layers of work that's going to, you know, then it's going to change systems and then new things are introduced and those might affect other things that increase new, make new bugs and new things to fix. And instead, they're just, they're taking a step back and they're going, do we want this in our core Halo experience? We want to make a game that brings players who feel like they were done dirty by prior Halos, that brings them back. It puts everyone on the same page. We want to get back to basics. Is this essential? And they said no. Another, the last thing I would want to say about elites before we move on to the next thing is that I would also hope and I can't call anyone out for this because there's no way for me to know who is this person but I just want you to ask yourself personally do you care about playable elites because if you're anything like me in my younger days what you'll do is you'll complain about the things you care about and then when you see a lot of other people are caring about something that you don't care about sometimes you'll just join in and you'll complain about it too because everyone else is. Because I think there's people out there, it doesn't even have to be playable elites, it can be other things, that if they just took a step back, they'd think to themselves, they go, you know what? 
I was actually never going to play as an elite. I just want it there. I just want to complain like everybody. Yeah, I was just going to say. But I don't know who that is. Like, some people genuinely want that. I'm just saying, ask yourself. Because, like, for me personally, me, Brian, I would love playable elites to be there. But guess what? I'm almost never going to play as them. So why would I get bent out of shape? How many times, guys, have you wanted a specific book or you wanted a specific game and you buy it, but then you don't actually play it yet? How many times have you bought a movie and you didn't watch it yet and it just sat there on the shelf? Sometimes the things we want don't actually end up being the things we kind of consume right away. You know, in, in truth, it becomes this reality of that. Uh, we didn't actually need that like we thought we did. It was more of a want. But, um, you know, for example, if I was one of those people who really, really wanted elites and was really disheartened by that, um, I know for me personally, at least, I mean, I'm sure for plenty of other people, it's different. For me, though, if I had gotten that, I, to be honest, I, I'd probably play as it once like an elite here and there, like maybe more like big team battle type stuff. But like. Ultimately, I wouldn't really use it, even though I may be levied hard and, and lobbied for it and, and fought for it. But it would be more so out of this idea of like a full package or nostalgia. However, yeah. however, I will say that I understand to other regards to people who do things like machinima and stuff like that and want to have kind of that reverse blue kind of extra atmosphere of, you know, uh, for so long, it's just been Spartans, like Brian said. You know, since we've gotten elites, and I'm sure that would have been really fun to get to have elites in that sandbox, and how you can kind of tell stories with that in, in Forge mode and things. So uh, I understand completely that that people are disappointed by that. Um, I'm caught off guard by it because uh, if if I have anything, I guess negative to say, guys, or criticism toward the people who have really been really outspoken about this, I'd say it's funny. I don't remember any of you guys complaining about this shit before. And now you're acting like this is the biggest sin that 343 has committed. But uh, I don't remember. I don't remember this conversation really ever taking place. I don't remember well, people putting before. their eggs in the basket. But I, the I, I was just going to say, I feel like this always takes shape in different forms, in different faces. There's always something that's not going to be in there or that's different that people decide to get upset about. And this is the biggest. And we're going to get into this more as we kind of go on, for better or worse. But this is the biggest issue with drip feed content like as awesome as this stuff is and i think it's more awesome than it isn't the downside is these things get expunged upon and and really intensely um scrutinized you know and it becomes a bit ridiculous when we play this game at launch i just don't think that shit's gonna matter guys quite frankly i don't think it's gonna matter as much however i i, I me saying that i still believe it would be great to have them in, and I want those so badly for the people who want them in. I don't, even though I'm not affected by that, I understand that people are disappointed by that. I'm sure there's going to be things when I see the multiplayer gameplay reveal that are going to disappoint me in the sense that it's not as much like Halo 5, and I'm trying to prepare for that so I can just enjoy it for what it is. But I understand, and I really do empathize, and there's probably reasons we're not even mentioning or, or thinking of right now as to why some people are upset about this. But I think... Like, is this, again, is this really, is this the hill you want to die on? You know, I mean, ask yourself, like, is that, is it, is it really going to be playable elites? Because chances are there's going to be something else before release that comes out that there, that people are not going to be upset about. And how many times are we going to be upset about one aspect before we decide to just look, just, if we're not excited about anything, if we're not vibing with it, just go get off Twitter, get off the Halo community and go enjoy the rest of the shit we have until this game comes out and we can figure Wait out if this game, is fun. You know? Let yeah. the game speak for itself. Like I, I mean, Josh, yeah. you touched on it really well with the drip feed, the drip feed thing. Because the thing is, if they came out and they had said, no playable elites, 
here's a campaign gameplay, new campaign campaign gameplay segment. And also, <laughs> I was, was having a hard time getting that out. And also, the beta is playable today. Then there would have been so much less uh, focus on the playable elites because we had that campaign trailer, we had that that beta. But since there's so little to, we're just getting the drip drip fed stuff. People are like, okay, out of this ass three four three, what's the biggest worst thing? Oh, it's the playable elites. So we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about that forever. But I think I think my TLDR before we move on to the next thing, I'll pass it over to you, Josh. Let you finish. My TLDR is, if you're upset about playable elites, that is completely fair. I think you should voice that respectfully. And with constructive criticism, I respect you for doing that if you feel that way. But if you're being a butthole and you know it, it's not it's not helpful. It's not worth it. And also, you know, we, we get so caught up on the strip feed stuff in this game. We just need to wait for it to come out. I'm not saying to keep quiet and not express concerns, you know, because sometimes stuff's legitimate. There could be real issues with that uh, armor shader uh, microtransaction stuff. It could be very in- intrusive. Sure. We don't know. But that's the thing is, we don't know. So I, I think it's better to just kind of constructive criticism, express your concern, move on. We haven't seen the game yet. I mean, once we're at E3 time, we're going to know a lot more than we know now, and then even more so by the time the game launches. But ultimately, like, your feelings are warranted. Totally respect you saying you're upset with playable leads, but also it's not the end of the world. And if you're somebody who doesn't care about playable leads, don't go all over the place and tell people they're stupid for caring about it because it's not stupid. They care about it. They like something you don't. It's important to them. Be respectful of that. That's all I have to say on the matter. I'm, I'm yeah. Well, it just seems, it just reminds me of how much like if Halo does something new, people get upset. If people um, do something too familiar, people get upset. If people, um, if, if this doesn't, if this isn't like Halo 3.5 in 2021, people seem to be upset and, you know, there's always something people are like getting really worried about and guys, I just, look, I mean, all I do is play video games and, and watch movies and stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm like one of the biggest nerds out there and, and, and I wear that proudly, but I just, there's so much more to life than getting so upset about these things. Like, I know when I play Halo Infinite's multiplayer, I'm probably going to miss Halo 5's a lot. And, like, you know, I can go back and play it, but, I mean, it's not going to be the relevant Halo game. It's not going to be as fun for that reason. But, uh, I just, I, look, I mean, Halo 4, like, the story didn't do it as much for me at the time. Um, and especially the multiplayer. Halo 5's story uh, really dropped the ball for a lot of us, and we felt wronged. And then MCC launched broken. Like, I just want this game to launch and just work and and be fun. And that's enough for me at 32 years of age. Um, A decent story and fun. Yeah, and and I know not everyone feels that way, but do we really need to put, like, all of our happiness into this one game? And I just think the answer is no. Like, we love this stuff, but it's not worth it. And you see how much people get affected by that. To be fair... I think a lot of the people that are being ridiculous on Twitter and social media in general are much younger minded. So they're going to be, they're going to say a lot of stuff that we probably even said in our youth that we don't say now and we think is ridiculous. However, you know, you can't tell with that stuff and it doesn't matter because 343 sees that other people see that we see that, you know, and it affects the, the conversation and the narrative. And rather than this being a celebration, you know, we've almost spent a half hour talking about this, which is crazy to think about. Um, but my final thoughts on it are, 
I definitely understand where people are coming from and wanting that. And even though, that, like I said, I'm not affected by that, I really hope we get that, guys. I really hope we get that. And it's really good for the people out there who are disappointed, who are really being constructive with it. Like, I'm really glad there's a big conversation being had about it because I know they're going to look at that and that's something that they're going to try to implement. And uh, I know it's getting kind of a bit muddied because of the people who, like Brian said, are just kind of being buttholes. But uh, I think it's really good to have the conversations. And it's all the more good to have stuff like this, this S343 stuff, because they're getting to see. Like I said, that probably wasn't on their radar, guys. I really just don't imagine. I'm sure that's something that maybe was discussed, but probably discarded early on in development. Do we want to have playable elites? You know, I just don't pain, feel like that. It pains me to know go ahead. that two to four to six years after Infinite, when they, if they do a, a DLC that brings playable leads into the game, I'm going to have to see people say this should have been there at launch. Because no, that wasn't essential. That wasn't something that had to be. Here's all I want. Launch. I want a campaign. I want a working multiplayer. I'd like to see Big Team Battle have its own maps. And I'd like Forge to be there. You know, that's that's all I need. Like, I need the regular, like, Slayer multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, the Forge mode for people who want to participate. You know, do the Machinima, do their, do any type of stuff like that. You know, have the campaign that's that's fun. And it's, I mean, that's the most we have to go off on right now, and it seems awesome. So I just wanted to have the base level of sweets that we've come to expect as the status quo. And if they want to add on to that, fucking A, do it. But, like, if it's really hard to get this stuff done... Um, and this is the most ambitious Halo title yet. Um, I'm cool with waiting for some of that stuff to come later. And there's probably going to be stuff, like I said, that gets announced before this game comes out that I wish had made it in there at launch. So I'll pr there, there's probably going to be something that I'm going to be disappointed by at some point. And I haven't yet. Brian hasn't yet. But despite that, hopefully time will show and we'll have a chance to prove it and back it up that... We're just excited to play the game at launch, and, and, and we're willing to wait. You know, if that if there's if there's stuff that's not in there that's disappointed us, and, and we're gonna maybe get it later or not. Um, you know, it's I'm just happy to play another Halo game, man. Like it's cool. If they said this was all elites, or you're just playing as brutes in multiplayer, and that's it, I'd be like, man, well, you know, I mean, it's well, to weird segue to segue that, to segue that, Josh. I actually, I'm actually, we were gonna go into another thing next, but I'm gonna I'll br briefly quick. Uh, cover the the one thing that really truly disappointed me personally mm -hmm. is um, they talked the, there was a question about will there be different um, environments that you get to go to yeah. on the Halo ring yeah and basically what they ended up saying is there's that the main biome of the game is the Pacific Northwest that you've seen from images yeah. gameplay trailer yeah. but they'll also have sub biomes like little things with it exist within that like maybe a swampy area or something like that. Which that disappointed me because this whole time I've been assuming that at some point we go to this entire area on the ring that is covered in snow and like has a blizzard and stuff okay. like that. I was I was kind of assuming that because every Halo game's pretty much had a winter level, winter area. Yeah. But it pretty much seems they've more or less confirmed that everything's gonna more or less be that Pacific Northwest type of style. And that was disappointing to me, and I wish that we could get more, but I also understand that there's only so much they can do and i respect their commitment to what they've decided to do you know they've decided we're going to do this big open semi-open world pacific northwest style area we're going to flush it out we're going to have lots of side things to do it's going to be really fun and i'm just gonna you know i'm just gonna let it 
let it be. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to wait to see the game. Hypothetically, if we can yeah. go on a side tangent, Brian, why didn't you like? Why did you feel disappointed with Halo Five at launch, and then why do you feel so much differently about it now, after time has passed? Oh, well, trying to keep it simple, yeah. um, I expected Halo Five to have a story that was at least on par, if not better, than prior Halo stories, mm-hmm. and the story was considerably weaker than any Halo story we'd ever played before. Um, so for me, it was just I expected a good story and I didn't get one. And because I had been hanging on every detail and every moment up to the launch of that game, it hurt me deeply that the game, this game story was bad. I mean, it really upset me. It made me angry and years went on. And as I grew in maturity, focused on other things and revisited Halo five later, I said, and it's not that I just, decided that, that, you know, somebody on Twitter be like, oh, well, Brian just accepted that he'll he'll just eat shit for fun. Like, <laughs> no, no. Years later, I still think the story is just as bad as I did originally. But with growth and maturity and, and distancing myself from expectations, I went back to it and appreciated for what it, for what it is. The story has moments that are strong. The campaign is fun to play. The multiplayer is really impressive. The gameplay is super satisfying. So I look back at it now, and I just accept it for what it is, and I like it, you know? And because of that experience and, and being older now, that's Josh and I's approach to Halo Infinite. It is, what do we expect? We expect to have fun, enjoy ourselves, and hopefully have a decent story. Yeah, well that's said, dude. That's it. actually why I asked that question, because the first thing you said was you expe- you expected, you know, regarding the story. And that's the biggest thing, is these expectations. If you take them away and just... If we if this was back in the day, like fifteen, you know, years ago where we just had video game magazines and that was our only sort of like intro into these upcoming games, I think people would be a lot more uh, a lot more open <laughs> to just accepting these games for what they are, but then so much comes into all that will a game have a you know, every game that comes out now, it's like will it have a photo mode, will it have this, will it have that? You know, and will it be ingrained with like Twitch streaming? Will it uh, you know, like it's just crazy, you know, I feel kinda I feel kinda bad sometimes. But with what you said I think that now I, I see why you, you feel disappointed with the, the, you know, not having a winner aspect. I hope that's something we get down the line, you know, and some DLC potentially, because uh, I do love that, too. I do love winter levels in Halo. And um, as much as I love a foresty kind of terrain, like I do want some variation to that. So I don't just get completely drowned in that one thing. But mm-hmm. the fact that they're going to have sort of different locales where like, you know, this one might be a bit more muddy and things like that. Um, and, and in regards to the weather and stuff, I think it actually makes me pretty happy. I'm excited for that, you know, yeah. for what that is. And I, I, the think, variety it's, within I think it. it's all about your behavior and attitude because, you know, there, there's plenty of you out there that are just your, your way. Every waking thought is Halo Infinite. And I get it. Been there a million times. Still struggle with it sometimes. But when you arrive at Halo Infinite's launch, if you've been placing all your hope and desires in that game, it is bound to disappoint you. And the 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 perspective that Josh, the, the attitude that Josh and I are, are approaching Halo Infinite with, is that that game could literally have a worse story than Halo Five, and multiplayer that's not as satisfying as Halo Five. And we're going to be disappointed. We're going to be a little sad. We're going to express that. But know what we'll do after that? We're going to move on. Life goes on. You know, like I don't need Halo Infinite to, to satisfy my life. Like it's it's just, it's a game that either 
is great or it isn't, and that's it. Like I, I just, I just feel like there needs to be a healthy mindset approach, and I th- feel like what we're seeing now with some of this feedback to the three four three is a result of unhealthy mindset. Yeah, you know because I, mean? I just, I even learned this recently, like relearned it with Cyberpunk, and I put so much joy and hype into that game as being like. It was the most hyped I'd ever been for a game since Halo 3, if not even more to some at some times. And I haven't even played, I haven't even beaten it yet. I have shelved it because of all the launch issues, and I'm not going to, I refuse to play it until it's fixed. For one, it just, it, it was annoying and disheartening seeing some of the issues it was having. For two, I just, I think, you know, regular Xbox One owners and PS4 people, uh, you know, I want to wait till it's on an even playing field. But, um, but I had that with Cyberpunk. Oh, I kind of put all eggs in, in the basket. Brian put all eggs in the basket with Halo 3. And even as great as Halo 3 is, Brian was disappointed in some ways when it when it first came out. There's just no way any of these games can live up to what our imaginations are capable of. And uh, if you do that... It's a lot easier to design a game in your brain than design it. Yeah, if you do that, you're going to have a bad time. There's going to be something you don't like. And... I'm probably going to experience that again at some point in time, but it's just important to be mindful of that stuff. I'm not saying I'm above it. I'm not saying Brian's above it. I'm saying we come from a place of having those experiences, so that's why we have the perspectives. We're not above it. We understand it. Yes. Yes. No dual welding, Josh. What are your thoughts? Oh, Bowie. This was the one that bummed me out a little bit. Everything else was straight fire for me, so we're going to get into that. I'm glad we're tackling this stuff now, but... Uh, I was literally just playing uh, Halo 5 with Brian the other day and talking about that. Do you remember that? I was literally just talking about, oh, you never know. Maybe they could do that and drop the mic, you know, type of thing. But no, that's not happening. Um, I, I do think it's it also plays into balancing issues uh, because in Halo 2 and 3, it just never felt properly balanced. And to be honest, guys, I mean, I never felt like I had a huge advantage holding two weapons at once. If I had two SMGs dual wielding against Brian, who maybe has one SMG, I never felt like I actually had a big advantage. If I anything, grenades. It, I was just going to say that, yeah, because Brian has a free arm to throw a grenade at me, whereas I have two SMGs that even on their own, even together, they still suck. <laughs> as much as, <laughs> as, much as uh, well, I like the Halo 3 SMGs more, but I'm um, more so speaking about Halo 2s. But um, I was a little bummed just because I love... I love what that did kind of for the sandbox. I love to be running in there with like a, a you know, the, the brute spiker. Um, I forget what the, I forget what their SMG type gun is, but um, I'm running in there with that on Valhalla and then having an SMG in the other hand and stuff like that. And just the, the different ways, you know, you'd see them fire off and, and stuff. But it, to be honest, it doesn't feel essential. And mm-hmm. I guess that's why I'm like, I'm not disappointed to the point like it's really bothering me, but I'm just, I'm disappointed because it was just so fun. And, and maybe they'll do that. But I honestly think we probably have a better chance at getting elites than we do dual wielding. But uh, I'll probably piggyback off whatever you say, buddy. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I was under the assumption and have been for... I've been under the assumption since Reach pretty much now that we're not going to have dual wielding. And I, I honestly don't think the Halo game that comes after Infinite one day is going to have it either. Because, I mean... I think it's a couple things. I think the biggest one is balancing it, but I think I think for a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of game developers, it was just kind of a trend. You know, other games dipped into that too. I remember Call of Duty. I think the first Black Ops made a big deal about dual wielding, and ultimately, what happens is you you lose your grenade arm, and a lot of times the two weapons are acting just as powerful as if you had grabbed one of a different exactly. Weapon. 
Um, so it just ultimately seems like a lot of work, a lot of balancing, and, and just a lot of heavy lifting for just a very minimal gain. However, to play devil's advocate, when Josh and I are playing MCC and we get thrown into Halo 2 or 3, I will say I honestly use do-wielding do probably in a play session. I'll use it a few times. I, I enjoy it. There are moments where it's fun and I really like to have it. So it's less about like where I said earlier, like I'm like, I want playable elites, but I'll probably never use it. Um, do wielding, I would actually use it. I think it's a fun thing. But, uh, you know, then again, I also look at like, you know, when you go to Halo 3, the needler becomes a one handed weapon and it's a lot more powerful. It's a lot better. And for me, that was kind of like, yeah, I, I kind of prefer that because in Halo 3, I can pick up a needler, it, it's good, and I can throw a grenade. Whereas in Halo 2, man, Halo 2, the dual-wielded needlers look well, badass, yeah. but it took both of them to make it worthwhile, and it had no grenade. I was going to say, to piggyback off that, imagine in Halo 3, and you've got the pistol in your hand, and you're like, this sucks, I need to pick up another weapon and dual-wield, and you pick up the SMG, so you get a little bit more oomph. At that point, it's like, why not just get rid of the SMG, drop that, and then get rid of the pistol altogether? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. why do you need to, you're kind of like, um, you're kind of doing it, you're kind of working harder, not smarter in that sense, I think. so. I think it's really understandable, and I'm glad that... It's uh, a cool factor, I just don't think it's a necessity, I guess. Yeah, I'm glad that, that Bungie's the one who started moving away from it, because it now it can't be attributed to just like, oh, this is 343. Yeah, that's uh, true. Because, you that's know, point, they're, they they got rid of Duelding and ODST, and there's even a, a, a video clip that Haruspas just shared on his Twitter, you can check out, of... Uh, I believe it was Paul Russell from Bungie basically saying, uh, I didn't like do welding, so I removed it. And that's pretty much his only excuse. Yeah. Um, and so they, it's not in ODST, it's not in Reach, you know, and the 343 didn't put it in 4, didn't put it in 5. So I think I just expected for it to not be there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ultimately, yeah. What? Ron, you hear something? Oh, what is that? Oh, shit. Whoa, it's, it's Mikey Cosplay in ODST Drop Pod! Hey, Kev, trying to stunt in Halo Infinite, but instead you're playing like a grunt? Yeah! Well, I got just the thing to turn your game around! You do? How? Halo! Halo! Halo or Mel Chili! Whoa! Whether you're dropping into an online battle in a drop pod like me, or customizing your gear in preparation, nothing will get your shields back up quicker than a hearty bowl of Halo Hormel Chili. Packed full of vitamins A, C, calcium, iron, and guest star himself, Mr. Protein. Wow! Thanks, Mikey Cosplay! No problem, chumps. And remember, behind every Spartan is a bowl of delicious and somewhat nutritious Hormel Chili. We will! Hey, Mikey Cosplay, I go where I'm needed. Tired of Mikey Cosplay crashing through your roof in an ODST drop pod causing you months and months of financial strain and repairs? Well, head down to your nearest grocery store today and look for the specially marked cans of Halo! 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 Hormel Chili! Every four cans purchased will grant access to double, double XP! For use in Halo Infinite, so your Spartan will always be streets ahead of the competition. Remember, we have to fight, but, but we, we also, also have to eat! eat. Okay, anyway, sorry about the interruption from our boy Mikey Cosplay, guys. I uh, wasn't expecting that. But uh, anyway, what were you saying, Brian? Uh, we're, well, we're so rudely interrupted you know, by the lovely Mikey Cosplay. Yeah, you know, he he does that from time to time. I got to wipe this chili off my boot. But no, that's pretty much all I have to say about dual wielding. It's something that, like, if they had announced they were doing it and they were putting it in, 
I would have been like, oh, that's really cool. All right, I'm stoked. Yeah. But the fact that it's not there, no biggie. I mean, that's my that's my final thought. Yeah, and I, again, I definitely empathize with people who were really wanting that because it's just it's not a necessity. There's no real actual advantage to it statistically, I don't think. But it was just fun as heck to have that option. It just made the little sandbox a little, you know, all that much more fun. And I think that's tough, you know, when you go from the perspective of adding a lot of things and then you start taking away some of that stuff, such as playable leads, such as dual wielding. Um, it, it really does kind of bum you out because you just you kind of hope that that becomes a new standard of which content then builds from as opposed to sort of retreating back from and, and building up on a different foundational level. Mm-hmm. I get where, where, where the disappointment is with that, but I also think, at least for me personally and Brian, it's just not a necessity. But again, if people are really wanting that, I want that for them and I hope we get that. Yeah. Um, Josh, it was announced that in Halo Infinite, you will actually be able to knock enemies off of the halo ring as yeah if it's like <laughs> You're right. as if it's like the ledge of a building or something yeah super what do you think about weird. that oh i just i didn't even never think about playing that and getting to like the edge of, of a part of the halo ring i just never like thought yeah. of that so th- the fact that that's something that i can do uh sounds hilariously amazing um we're gonna get into some of this more with some of these announcements that brian takes us through guys but uh i just think this this screams hilarity for co-op this screen all of this stuff so much of this stuff screams replayable uh replayable, like just adds to the replayability factor it just adds to the fun factor i mean seriously imagine i mean i know it sounds stupid but like imagine if i'm like if brian and i are betraying one another and brian's in a warthog and i'm running i'm trying to like chase down to the edge you know of this halo ring and brian comes after me and maybe i thrust right at the last second brian goes Wah! you know it just flies off but yeah. then again you know no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was say, it reminds me of playing Metropolis with my two little brothers, and my youngest brother was like six at the time, and we're on the bridge in Metropolis in Halo 2, and we're like, and Creighton's like, hey, Noah, if you jump off the bri- bridge, there's a cheat code down there to get a super weapon. And Noah's like, oh, really? And he jumps off the edge <laughs> of the bridge, and he dies, and he's like, <laughs> so it's gonna it's gonna have new new implications for younger brothers you know telling right. them to oh jump off the ring and you get to fly nope you're dead <laughs> yeah. but this, uh, this is honestly some this is something that i never would have expected them to incorporate into the game and they did which is really neat I, well, I i'm just I'm, I'm more glad than the idea of it itself of knocking people off knocking enemies off the halo ring i'm more excited just the fact that we can kind of go there in terms of the the broadness and, and the stretch of just the terrain and stuff like i didn't you know you, you don't know i didn't know if this was going to be so kind of like if the design was going to be more from a perspective of interiorness, of sort of like even though you feel you have more the illusion of openness rather than actual actually the reality of it, if that makes sense, guys. But um, this very much sounds like no, <laughs> you can go to the edge of the cliff, maybe fighting an enemy, and and melee them off of there or whatever. Maybe you know if there's like if there's some you know thing that's that's like a ground pound or something you know like that. I mean, imagine being able to knock people off doing that. Um, it's fun enough to do in multiplayer, so it's going to be fun to do to the AI. <laughs> I mean, I love stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Josh, this is something I need to level my expectations oh, on because it's got me really... Okay, oh, go ahead. Quick, I'm just going to say, I love, like, in, I think it's Uprising. I think it's the last Master Chief level in Halo 2, you know, when you're going on those, like, teleporters. I can't think of what they're called, mm-hmm. but um, and you're fighting, like, buggers and stuff like that. Yeah. Sometimes it was hilarious to see, like jackals with carbines just like fall off because when they fall off their animation is just static they just stand there like oh 
Oh shit. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay, oh. I'm dying. <laughs> I guess I did now. You know, there's no like panic, there's no flailing of the arms. The animation is just okay, just stay in a default state. Like I thought it was See, hilarious. going off what you said, I was just picturing on the ring in Halo Infinite. I just picture like a, a brute in a wraith and he's like he you know, he's 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 boosting towards you to kill you and he's doing that typical like <laughs> and then like you dodge out of the way, his wraith flies over the edge and he's like <laughs> like he just yeah. falls with his rage. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. That's that stuff makes for um, such fun moments. What were we going to say, Brian? I'm sorry. Yeah, but no, I need to level my expectations because something that really excited me is they talked about there will be audio logs you can find on the ring. Yes. Um, just kind of discoverable. And what that kind of, what I'm kind of taking away from that is that they're going to kind of shift a lot of the what went on with Cortana and the created and the stuff that wasn't really the favorite of Halo fans in Halo 5, that's that story element we didn't really care for. It'd be so neat to kind of have those audio logs uh, flesh that out and kind of tell us what happened while we simultaneously are playing through Infinite in this banished issue that's a lot more interesting. So I'm 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 gonna definitely collect all of those. Probably not on my first playthrough because I gotta make sure I beat it as fast <laughs> as possible. Yeah. But for Classic sure. Brian style. Um I don't know if that's actually what they're going for. Like I don't I don't know what what like the vibe I get from that but like it makes me excited for the thought of like when you saw the Crash Pelican in the the gameplay reveal yeah. like thinking of an audio log over there and then finding out like this is you know you get to hear a bit of a story of what happened to these characters and kind of like caring about them in that sense you know it's like when I found audio tapes in Bioshock and just how much it added to the sense of this the sense of rapture before it actually became so dystopian uh, when you know I arrived there. So I like the idea of the the stories that kind of help build the environments. Like, oh, this is what happened. This is how they crashed, or this is why this is like this. I'm sure there's going to be stuff like that. But hopefully, too, like you said, there's going to be more, you know, even on a higher level with some uh, Cortana stuff like that. So that could be yeah, really cool. I mean, because um, I remember... It's going to make exploring much- fun, for sure. I mean, you, you would think that when they're doing the open, going for some uh, sense of openness that they're doing, that they're going to reward you for wanting to explore. So I'm glad that there are things like that. Do you have, do you find much of from Halo 5's audio logs memorable? Because for me, I mostly just, they were just kind of, they didn't cover much. I'm going to be honest. I've done all the terminals and everything for any of the other games. I've done all the, the radio stuff, the phone call stuff from um, ODST and whatnot, but I have not done it all from Halo 5. So I mean, I've no, got most of them in Halo 5, but most of them just didn't really, they didn't really do much for me. So I, I hope these audio logs uh, are I need to go actually tackling. and just listen to them on YouTube or something, actually, now that I think. Or wouldn't it be, oh man, wait, can you imagine like getting like an audio log on Halo, on the ring in Halo Infinite that like is literally like ancient humans or forerunners talking back from like Primordium time? Oh yeah, there's oh, definitely my gosh. for that too. Yeah, not just, again, it's, it's, it's hard to know what to expect with this kind of stuff. That's what makes it exciting. Uh, something else they talked about in the S343 that I was surprised with and very pleased with is that the entire Halo ring is fully rendered. It's not, there's not like a static background kind of images or anything like that. Yeah, they wanted, I it's, think there's something about wanting to give it a sense of life, like its own character in that sense. Yeah. Which we always love to hear. Yeah. yeah I think of Lord I of the really Rings and how the ring itself was very much its own character and how people felt the yeah. pull to that. And I, it just, it's going to give it more personality. It's going to, it's going to make it feel like a place lived in rather than this illusion again, which I love. Yeah. I, uh, I, there was a theory I was, I can't remember what I was reading. There was, or no, was it, maybe it was our own carnage report I was listening to from, uh, the shameless plug there. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah, John listen to that Cole. guys if you haven't heard that. They were saying, they were saying something about how they thought maybe like medicant bias or some AI 
could take over the ring, and then the ring itself is literally a character, as in the char- the ring is a living, as like a as a person, a being. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like ooh, ta ta ta. Come on, give me that. Ooh, ooh ta ta ta. Is that gravy? Oh man, <laughs> chicken tendies. <laughs> um, oh man. Um, no, but I I think stuff like that's cool too because when I first played Combat Evolved, even though I knew the cutscene took us to this ring world, um, when I was actually on the Halo level, and I'm, you know. I'm traveling through the grass and the trees and foliage and all that stuff. Um, I very much felt like I was on a planet in a good way. You know, like it gave me, it didn't give me the the sense that I was on this narrow scope of a place. Like I could look out and I could see part of that ring, but um, it felt fun and dynamic then, you know, and, and you think about how much different it's going to be now. And it's like, if that was enough for me, then even playing it in 2021, like, wow, I can't wait to see what it's like in this. Speaking of dynamic. So this is, this is kind of a lot here to take in at once, but so this, we already know there's going to be a day night cycle on the ring, which is awesome. Yeah. But on top of there being a day night cycle, there's also going to be elements like wind and fog for like, for like the weather. Yeah, dude. And then when you enter cutscenes. If you enter cuts a cutscene at dusk, it's going to be dusk in the cutscene. If you enter at night, it's going to be night in the cutscene. If you enter in day, it's going to be day. So there's that dynamic like yeah. this cutscene could be different if you were in the middle of the night, which I just think is so amazing. So cool. And I think, look, I know I'm probably stretching my expectations a bit. So, again, I want to keep that in check because I don't really expect this to happen. So I'm not going to be bothered. But... Wow, if wind was a factor, what if I had to adjust that stuff for my sniper rifle? Like, that just sounds crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I don't, your shot or something? Yeah, I don't yeah. think they'll go that far, which is probably for the best. But, I mean, like, if they did that, I'm going to be like, this is so cool. And then also, like, I hate the wind, you know? <laughs> like, but, yeah. hey, I hate it because I love that that's such a thing. That is so cool to me that it's going to do that. It, again, goes to make it feel like a dynamic, living, breathing place with its own personality that has its own mood swing, so to speak. And I love it. Well, imagine if you're just like you're on a place in the ring and there's like a bunch of grunts that are just kind of that have plasma grenades in their hands and the wind is blowing them and they're like suicide grunts, but they're blowing in front of you and you got to like you you got to dodge the grunts because they'll be like flying. Can you imagine if the wind is actually going to be able to blow grunts just off the edge of a you know of the halo ring? That'd be hilarious. Yeah. And you um, just hear like Joe Staten go, whoa! You wish you had a grapple shot like me. Yeah, uh, and then the thing too with like, I've seen some people say that they actually would prefer like uh, pre-rendered cutscenes, but that is not me at all. They're they're they've confirmed that they're doing more or less what 2018's God of War has done, which Josh hasn't played yet, but I have. Amazing. I might start that. There's today. No... I just finished Injustice Two, and I was literally thinking like, what game I, am I going to start next? I might actually start that. Ooh, that, that God I was, of I was War. like between God of War, Yakuza Zero, and this other game called uh, Knight's Tale, I think, or King's Tale. Well, I'm know. biased on that, but. The thing about God of War is it's all completely streamlined gameplay cutscenes. They're uninterrupted. It's one single shot, and that's the way Halo's going to be. It's going to be you're fighting Banished, you're making your way up a fortress, and then it might be night out. And as the cutscene plays, it just take it just goes right from your gameplay right into cutscene with whatever time it is out. And I'm already picturing like there could be moments where like, you know, maybe I did something crazy and I, I made a grunt blow up so high that he's hanging off the top of a building. Well, then in the cutscene, there's like a dead corpse of a grunt hanging from the ceiling while it's a serious cutscene. There's cut a story to be told there. Yeah, I would I would love that. So I just think the I really like how they're leaning into like simplistic ideas for the series moving forward done really well and thought out. You know, dynamic lighting, uh, the cutscenes just happening as they are. 
Well, again, this, this is going to completely you know? change how we look at this game and how we have conversations about Halo in the future. You think about under the cover of, I think, Darkness, or, or what, what is the... Uh, you just think about some of the night levels in the Halo games, and you think, you know, when you talk about what's your favorite Halo level in this game, what's your least favorite, or where do they rank for you, and you're just, you're, or whether you're just talking about them in general or not, like some of them stand out because maybe it's nighttime and just that element and that vibe, and you go back to play that level because it's at nighttime. Other times you're gonna go back to something like Silent Cartographer because it's daytime, it's bright, it's sunny. You have this beach vibe going on. You're charging up, and you can go in and out and do all this different stuff. And some of those become, we don't realize it now, but some of those become ingrained as our favorites because of what um, elements the sort of weather, you know, adds to it, the day and night cycle. So the thought of like, oh, hey, if I really if I really have more fun playing this game in, in nighttime and I love what opportunities that creates, um, you know, I could just stand here and wait for it to literally get to be nighttime uh, and vice versa with daytime. I think that's going to create some cool different conversations. You know, it'll be less like, you know, it, it, conversations will shift more from, you know, like, do you like the levels to, you know, how, how was your experience here? How was your experience there? And and stuff like that. And I think that's pretty damn cool. I'm actually really excited about the cutscenes for that reason. You know what gave me chills is they were talking about chilly, chills, how Mr. Freeze. that at, uh, uh, it's time to chill. <laughs> um, <laughs> chill. They were talking about how, like, if you're playing at night, there yeah. might be phantoms flying around with searchlights, like, trying to find, like, UNSC troops or... or yeah, um, or I forget cheap. the guy's and name. And I'm like, that, that makes me think of ODST, like, yep. being in the dark streets of New Mombasa. Brian, I got the same vibe, dude. I was getting complete ODST Maybe. vibes from that. They said things like the fusion coils, you know, will kind of, like, look different. Um, some of the different terrain will just look different and, and, and prettier in some ways, and... Um, just how much some of the weaponry, the objects, stuff they have in there will kind of have a chance to kind of shine and pop more a bit at nighttime and kind of glow and stuff. Sleeping and like, grunts that actually make sense because it's turned to night and now they're asleep. You know, like, yeah. I just, I just love Wasn't it. Wasn't there? I mean, that, that's, that's my ultimate walk away from this Ask 343 job. Sleeping grunts? Yeah, sleeping grunts. <laughs> that's it. You know, what was it about, sleeping grunts? <laughs> no, but like, I, everything I hear and see about Infinite just makes me more happy with what i'm hearing more excited for the direction i feel the same way and even when there's little blips like you know oh there's going to be some transact microtransactions with armor shading or oh there's going to be no playable elites no dual welding like they're they're being forward and blunt about the truth these things aren't here these things are here this is how it's going to be and they're giving us everything we want to hear like the graphics look way better than they did at, at launch the story Seems ambitious, like ambitious in a way that like it's going to be an inter- an interesting story. The setting's perfect. The 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 equipment's coming back and, and like Halo Three style. I just love everything. Here's something like when it. Quinn mentions at some point, completely out of context of any of any of these topics. He's like, I do. I love Quinn too. Um, he mentions at some point, like he was trying to answer a question. He was like, you know, when you're working on a game as big as Infinite, and I just I don't know why, but he when he said that, it like really put into perspective to me that like we don't even know what this game looks like. I know I said that earlier, but like, man, I can't wait to see whatever they have planned to show us that we don't even we can't even like fantasize, we can't even conceptualize. You know what I mean? We don't like, know that much at all. Yeah, we just don't know shit about. We haven't it. seen the damn multiplayer. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just, man, they keep talking about this being like the biggest one yet, and it's like. My expectations are in check. Like, even if it turns out to be this, like, four or five hour experience, then I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. Like, I'm still going to play that. I'm, I'm going to get so hundreds of what hours out of it. If it's longer than Cyberpunk, how are you going to feel? 
If it's longer, it's only twenty hours in Cyberpunk. I'd be, ha- so. I'd be happy. <laughs> I'd be so happy. <laughs> you'd, but, be, um, you'd be like, I never expected Halo would be longer. Well, quality over quantity as I get older. I used to think as long as it was longer, that just meant a better experience because I got to live in the world more. But that actually doesn't necess- necessarily. Well, be. Luckily, you got that premium quality with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven at launch. Oh, thanks, thanks, Brian. I <laughs> know. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's your overall thoughts of three four at the Ask three four three video? This this. Uh, do we have any more to go off on, or you no? That's it. Go? Okay, um, that's it. No, uh, I am incredibly pleased about this. This was actually the most, like, out of the the sort of all the stuff, all of the information they've Inside given us. Inside infinite stuff. Yeah. yeah, this is the most excited um, I've been. So, I mean, I'm just really, really excited for all that stuff. Uh, like they mentioned, the wildlife. There's no, there's going to be wildlife, but there's not going to be any. I guess I did, I did not mention. Yeah, that. that's okay. We already but knew about wildlife, but you're not going to fight. But well, then they talked about space gophers and like how I guess they're so. I don't remember them. I don't know if we saw them in that initial. Yeah, like, we did. They were did we? In the original. okay, but they were like talking about how just I guess people in the studio seem to love them and want plushies and stuff like that. So that's I would it's, love a it's space cute. gopher plushie. Um, and I love that um, in the studio. Whatever lore name they have, you know, a lot of them maybe just call them space gophers. I love that. I love that because they're like, yeah, we're we're the designers. We, the lore doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, it's great. But um, but yeah. I think because if you remember, there was some wildlife and they're like just briefly in Halo Reach that that actually were hostile. Remember yeah. that the, yep. the beasts in Halo Reach. I'm glad they didn't make them hostile in this because I want my focus to be on the banished. I just think it's cool to it'll make the ring feel alive that there is wildlife. Well, they also mentioned too that you know. Like when they when it was asked, um, can you you know if you're like in a banshee and you kind of want to go go right past this you know group or the skirmish and stuff like that and maybe go over to this other section you know is that something that's that's possible? How limited are we going to be? And the one guy said, you know, uh, do it, you know. And he, I mean, he made it a clear point to say, you know, that this isn't that does you know in terms of the core main story, you know, it's going to be linear in the sense of how you approach that. You can't just like speed run through it like something like in a banshee, for example. But there's going to be other opportunities to do stuff like that if you so choose. One of the things I thought was awesome was, and I forget the name of the level. I think it was Meridian, but the guy mentions when you're in the Scorpion tank and how you were kind of going up, you know, and you're battling and stuff like that. Well, there's the one wraith behind this you know one building and like what if instead of doing it the way we've done it you know every time in halo 5 what if instead you know you could just somehow go back behind there take out that wraith catch them off guard like it just makes it really yeah it definitely makes it seem like there's going to be less of a linear approach to how you approach um, combat encounters and 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 more variety in how you want to instigate it how you want to um, adapt to it how you want to approach it um i just i love the I love what it seems like is going to be a lot of versatility and a lot of options to that stuff. It's going to make it even more replayable than I think normal Halo campaigns are. Overall, yeah, I just I think. Well, go ahead, Josh. Oh, I'm no, sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm rambling. Yeah. Overall, um, this made me incredibly excited. If this was all we, if this was all we had um, to go off on until the game comes out, I would say let me see multiplayer first. But um, otherwise, I'd be content in terms of yeah, the campaign. I don't want too much, honestly. I like getting more, less is more. This, less is more. This this in infinite uh, inside infinite. This is like industry top of the industry stuff for me. Like I wish this was the standard for all developers was to clue us in this much because you think of other games like maybe like this year, you know, like a new Assassin's Creed, like how much did you get to know about the behind the scenes before that game came out? You didn't like, this is, this is top of the line stuff, like cluing us in like this. And I just wish we were a little bit more as a community, a little bit more thankful, a little bit more respectful that they're, that they've committed to doing this month after month after Can't month be all the way. Or your shill. 
That's true. That's very true. No, <laughs> uh, but Josh, I was gonna pull up a question from the Twitter and get yeah. some of our the Twitter. The Twitter. Don't you guys love when Brian enunciates stuff? I mean, he. Does I, know, I don't know why I do it sometimes. Important. I love. Doing yeah, that I love that. For some reason. <laughs> um, on the Twitter, we said Halo Infinite's cutscenes will play out in engine organically. If you enter a scene while it's nighttime, it will be nighttime in the scene all the same. Uh, people were pretty stoked about this. About a thousand likes on this. Uh, oh wow! A lot of comments. Yeah. Um, let's see here. We have. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna. Normally, I never pick negative comments, but this comment made ja- Josh made Josh. <laughs> he made Josh. <laughs> this comment made Josh and I laugh out loud hysterically. So I make this nice post about you know organic night and day in the cutscenes, and. A guy comes into the comments called Call Me Sus, and he says, that's cool. Too bad we can't play as elites. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool, man. I get you're disappointed, man. And I I empathize, but damn it, it was so funny. It was so funny. Yeah, it's uh, it's just like uh, 343 could be like, uh, we want to announce that we are going to hand deliver uh, every fan a free copy of Halo Infinite. Um, but the shotgun won't be returning. People will be like, this is bullshit, <laughs> you know? Uh, but yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Um, it says, uh, we have CRISPR storm here at CRISPR storm says, it'd be cool to set the time of day somehow. Would love if the people who gather all the cutscenes had the option to set them all at the same time. Though I wonder what the canonical times for each scene would be. A couple things there. I don't know if it would matter. If there's a canonical time that you approach a cutscene, because what would really make a difference, right? That's kind of how I feel. Well, I hope there's. But then, I, I mean, yeah, it definitely raises a couple um, different thoughts. Like one, I don't. I I hope and I don't think it's going to be the case that there will be some mission where it's like come back between six p.m. and six. AM. Oh yeah, you know, like I don't think they're going to. The banished are asleep. Return when yeah. they awake. I don't think they're going to do some <laughs> kind of Grand Theft Auto thing with that. But but yeah, I mean, um, it would be cool to kind of have some kind of toggle. Like, maybe after you beat the story for the first time or something to, like, just keep it nighttime all the time or keep it daytime all the time. Uh, that would yeah, be pretty Yeah, well, neat. that, I would say, uh, responding to that, going on, I loved, I loved this comment. This is from Courier7 at Courier71. Okay. Says, it would be cool if you could do this in Forge as well. Set the time of day and set the rate of passage of yep. time. Yeah. Imagine if you played a Forge map and it was just constantly changing night to day super fast, like... That'd be insane. Spartan seizures. Uh, <laughs> no, Spartan red team is that Spartan actually, seizure. That actually is going to be really cool because I think in and in, in a lot of um, the other Halo Forges, it was a little more trickier to kind of do stuff like that. So like, if that becomes an opportunity, like the potential for that, that's going to be just so awesome, so freaking cool. I can think of a couple like Halo multiplayer maps in my life that I played, and I can sit here and say, man, it would be so cool if we kind of had those during nighttime. What about like high ground from Halo Three guys at nighttime and like you know how if you're coming up from the beachfront you're not in the base right you're on the beachfront and you're coming up and as you kind of get midway into the map there's that little bunker base off to your left you know and like trying to go in there and it's super dark or maybe you're going in different crevices like imagine imagine waterworks during daytime and even though that doesn't sound anywhere near as fun as it is and because it's so you know kind of more darker tone being in cavern. a cave and stuff you cavern like. It just it changes it changes the dynamic and stuff like that. So I mean, there's that's gonna be so much but like fun potential for people if that gets to be a thing in multiplayer. And I can't yeah. I feel like that's a more reasonable expectation. That needs to be in Forge. Yeah, for it sure. should be. 
Um, then we have our buddy Ryan Barca kind of touching buddy on what Ryan, I already I love Ryan. On. Hello, Ryan. Gives me big God of War vibes, the way it seems like it'll be shot. I always hoped that's the way it was, judging from the July demo. Can't wait. You guys are just making me really wanting to start God of War later. (laughs) God of War is so good, dude. Ooh. Ooh. It's such a different tangent. I kind of want to ask questions about that right now. But no. Yeah. um, Brian will have more to say on this, uh, probably since he has experienced that. But I'll just say... um, I've heard uh, like nothing but good things about God of War. I've heard nothing but good things about that, how they approached it with God of War. And I'm completely open, even though this will kind of be my first experience with that, I guess. Uh, I'm really excited for how they want to do it. I loved, I, 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 just, I just, I love how Halo's done transitions before. And I'm more, um, I'm more of the frame of mind with like Halo 2, for example, versus the anniversary. As much as I enjoyed the blur animatics, I much kind of like missed, um, the in-game graphics being the cutscenes, mm-hmm. you know, like having it be yeah. the same thing. So I don't mind it, like, because I can still go back and experience OG well, Halo 2, but yeah. What's up, the Ryan? cool thing but, is, like, doing doing it like the method of God of War, what's so cool is, like, we could be, for example, we could be ending the near, nearing the end of Halo Infinite's campaign, and you could be, like, going through a banished base in gameplay, and then just in a single moment out of nowhere... It could go out of gameplay into that organic one-shot cutscene, and Eshram could come out from, like, he could jump down from a balcony or something, and mm-hmm. suddenly you're fighting him. You know, and it, it's very just, like, organic the way that it's not so much, like, black screen, enter Eshram. It's like, he was there this whole time in this building, and now he's coming out organically to fight you, and then it just goes right back into gameplay after he comes out. So, yeah, that all sounds cool just, to me. I'm totally open yeah, to that. Uh, last response is from Alex at... Alex Gracia, please. <laughs> I like that. Uh, he says, I hope we get to see goofy clips of those times when enemies are in the background of a cutscene. Yes. Yes. You know? Can you imagine that? Imagine uh, someone like Brian who's like, I'm going to skip past the section. And then just in the background, you just see like jackals and maybe some marines and stuff like fighting. And I was like, hey, you know, Master Chief don't give a shit about that right now. He's more so trying to There's talk just- to this. I'm just picturing, like, right behind, like, a, a super emotional, serious cutscene with a pilot. There's, like, two dead brutes on the ground that look like they're, like, m- making love or something mm-hmm. that are just dead. Like, their bodies are just glitching. They're just, like... <laughs> and, like, the pilot's talking about his talking about his wife, and it's all serious and emotional. And in the background, there's they're just, just glitching out. Brutes. Hey, man, that's yeah. why Bethesda games are sometimes yeah much better with the bugs in them than out of them because of stuff like that. Uh, right. Dude, I, you know what? I got a clip of it, actually. I got to find it. But I had when Brian and I were playing Halo the other day, um, one of the one of the multiplayer maps, my dude like got grenaded so high that he like lifted up and he hit part of the ceiling. But then his like upper torso went through it. And then because mm-hmm. he was like stuck there, it like his legs started to do this like uh, it started classic like, play catch. Yeah, it started to like like jiggle like crazy and spaz out and it was hilarious. So I need to get that clip actually. But um, um, yeah, stuff like that's going to be fun. Yeah, I just wanted to clue all of you guys in to our Patreon. We had Whoa, we got a, a bunch of people. Yeah, we had a bunch of people come in in the last week out of nowhere, which was super exciting. You just wow. get notification, notification, that notification. That was amazing. And for those of you that just became a patron and don't know, you get treated to a delightful shout-out, which we're about to give you. And if you're not a patron, you can become a patron for only $1 by going to patreon.com slash sacrediconpodcast. Just $1.00. You get some bonus stuff, and you get to have your name shouted out, and we're goofy about it. So I wanted to give some time to the new people that are our patrons. 
We got yeah. Pixel Freaks, but Freaks is spelled with a PH like fat. <laughs> and it's a one. He just became a patron of Dollar. I, I, I'm saying a he. It could be a she. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's probably he. Pixel Freaks. Thank you so much for your patron support. Thank you Josh, so much, what do we have man. to say about Pixel Freaks? Oh, man, Freaks? Pixel Freaks. Okay, I loved the first movie, Pixels, with Adam Sandler. I really enjoyed it. But I'm really <laughs> excited to see it. a sequel, Pixel Freaks, because I think it's going to be a much better film, much more competent. And uh, whoever is behind that Pixel Freaks name, I'm sure, is directing it. And it's going to deliver an amazing experience. So That's I really, the sequel where it really comes into its own. It really does. It really does. And it goes from this uh, like arcade stuff into the more like, you know, the early days of like Xbox and PS2 and everything like that. So I can't wait to see what Adam Sandler is going to do uh, in Crazy Shenanigans. He's going to get up to with all his buddies, you know, in that movie. But Pixel Freaks, thank you so much. He's man. a director. Um, that means so much yeah. um, that you did that. Uh, Given $1 to the patron means the world. We get so excited over it so like don't think that like uh, uh well i would i would i'd like to give be a patron but uh it's just a dollar no we freaking love that that's amazing yeah but seriously. speaking of that we have our buddy king grunt who has been on the twitter since we started yeah dude. great king feedback grunt, yeah. he came in out of nowhere he's like yo i'm gonna be a sacred icon patron support at the ten dollar tier thank you dude that is freaking amazing josh like was like texting me he's like Holy shit, dude! We got <laughs> yeah, dude. I oh was so God. excited. I was yeah. so excited. Uh, thank you so much, buddy. Uh, I feel like you. I've seen your, you know, answers pop up. You know, your opinions and stuff. I get, I get to see them on the Sacred Icon um, podcast uh, Twitter for so long now, and that means so much um, to, to to now have you be a Patreon supporter. Like getting to see you in there. Like you've just been a constant like supporter. You've been a constant like. Um, yeah. a, a friend, you know, in the sense that we haven't really talked to too much, but sometimes we like read your questions off on, on the podcast and things like that. So that really means a lot that, um, you know, it, just in general for all you guys, I mean, obviously it goes without saying, you're a familiar face, it, you're a familiar face and yeah, you're a familiar face. And it just means so much that you guys all like think of us as being that cool. Uh, then we had a new patron come in. I'm not sure who it is. So if you're, if you're in our discord, in our community, let us know who you are. It's Aries zero four thirty. And he was like, you know what? I don't want to give a dollar. I want to give $2. So he gave us a $2 bill. Yeah, that's me, we, dude. We we appreciate that. And you know what I thought of when I saw Aries 04? What you think of? Because I don't know who that is. I thought of Aries from the Wonder Woman movie. And I'm like, I wonder if this Aries has as crazy of a stash as that. <laughs> yeah, Woman dude. Movie. Aries was cool. Um, uh, and 0430, I'm like, man, it's like a Marvel. You know, they got characters that are from Earth 616. Well, Aries is from 0430. Okay. 0430 uh, is the yes. canonical place to go. Everything else around that, completely different. It's just like, it's like the, 0430 is the default universe for Aries, Sacred Icon podcast and everything. But then you have every other, like 0431, 0460. It's just, it's not the same. It's like, I don't want to read those. I don't want to watch those movies. Those aren't as canon as 0430. So thank you. You're going to have so to much. contact us and let us know if you have a mustache indeed or not. It is epic. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we have, this is so cool. So after the launch of Halo 3 podcast we did, and we read off Andrew Frey's um, email. Yeah, he became a patron, a five dollars sacred insider. Thank Love you Andrew, so much for that man. patron support. He has a he's a, he's going to start his own podcast. He's been asking yeah. for some for some deets on that. You know that's very cool, dude. Thank that's you one of the so coolest things about this support. too, guys. Is um, you know we have we have supporters that you know we sometimes get to interact with. Sometimes you know we don't. Um, and and some of you guys, it's like you guys kind of come in out of nowhere from our perspective, and and you know you guys make yourself known. 
and be a presence in the Discord or Twitter yeah. or whatever. And like you become you just, a friend, you become like this huge friend and this mainstay. And it's like if we ever lost you guys, it's like we would be so much more less than what we are now. We were just for saying that you. the other day about yeah. Montana Menace. Yep. Who has now become like a staple. He's he's our our next patron that that, that joined, but uh, he just we've been able to have kind of more of a consistent dialogue with you and actually like have a community and be friends. And you don't have to be a patron to be our friends. I'm just saying that a lot of times what happens is people join the patron and then they come into our Discord and stuff. You can join our Discord. Uh, at any time, the links on our Twitter page yeah, that is yeah, absolutely that is for free. Like, yeah, and you, you don't, don't have, have to be a patron, patron member. It's just you get. We just uh, like you get lots of listening, even. Yeah, no. So it means a lot, and thank you so much, buddy, for signing up for that. I can't wait to listen to your podcast, man. Um, I, I know I appreciate you asking us for advice and everything like that. It's so humbling and flattering and everything. And uh, man, you're awesome. Thank you. All right, Josh. I'm gonna go through. That's all of our new patrons. I'm gonna go quickly through the rest of them. So make sure you can keep up with me, so we can give them all a shout out. I'm gonna go quick here. <sighs> it's gonna be hard because I got some nice things got to say about these. Alex Diaz. His email is Alex Diaz 2001, which makes me think he's 20 years old. That's just crazy. He's a key. He was born the year of Halo Combat Evolved. That might not even be true. That's but true. That's what I'm going. Thank you so much, buddy. So much. Uh, now I'm gonna see you as this cool 20 year old that. Uh that is really here for infinite. That's awesome. We got our buddy Forebear. Forebear. Be sure to check out YouTube his YouTube content. guys. He's constantly content. putting that in Discord. Uh, Armageist. Armageist. Uh, he's, thank you for your continued support. Thank you for your continued support. I mean, your name sounds like it'd be a really either a really cool villain or a really cool hero, but like a BBE. Let's see if like I can BBE. do it. I like Let's it. See if I can do it in this guy in his voice he did last time on the voice clip. Next we got a fucking Ouija. <laughs> I, I tried. <laughs> oh. I like that though. Uh, why does that remind me of something out of like Harry Potter? I fucking uh, wait, Jay. Yeah, the way <laughs> we can't pull it off like you, dude. We Thank can. you so much for that support. You're, you're hilarious. Next, when you want to have some cereal, you don't have life. You don't have fruity pebbles. You have Cody's. Thank you so much, Cody. Thank you so support. much, Cody. Man, gonna have that with some great milk. Some some two percent. We finally found out last week in the Discord that Joshy Big Boy is in fact a different person than Josh. Thank you so much for your support. We knew that shit was not true at all. Uh, Ryan (laughs) Barca, thank you for your continued support. Thank you, Ryan. Right in on that question. Love you so much, man. Fresh to death as always. Dustin Mandre. Mandre. Well, that was a little bit more like so shared. That was too country. Too country for me. I mean, um, whatever. Next, we got Anthony Nicolosi, <laughs> who started kicked off our uh, launch of Halo 3 podcast with that. Are you saying Anthony Nicolosi, or is it Anthony Nicolosi of KO Koala Entertainment? Oh, of Koala. We don't want to get confused. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Make sure you check him out. Follow them. <laughs> like them on Instagram. I was on their podcast not too long ago. Craig Awala. Yeah, go check uh, that out. Next, we got... Corey Hanks, who was sharing some dope details about the Goonies. Yes! Oh, my God. That made my night. It's made my morning. Dude, that is amazing. I've always wanted to go to a story. Thank you so much for that. made me so happy to see a picture of him and his... It was him and his wife, right? Yeah, yeah. That brought a smile to my face. Very wholesome. We love you, Corey. Love is in the air. And he also thought... They also laughed hysterically when I was, like, talking about how he was like, Halo 5's dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, buddy. Uh, Next, we got Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro. What's that? Oh, dude, it is Saturday. You know his ass. I have not been tagged in it yet, but you know he's going to tag me in it at some point before the night's over. Um, Next, we got Oni BB. Oni Baby. Thank you so much, man. I haven't heard from you in a minute, but I hope you're doing great. Hope work's going well, man. Yeah, such a bro. Love that dude. Next, we got some protein Protein jugs. (laughs) Oh, man. Protein jugs. You need to meet with with, uh, Fuckuigi if you guys need to come up with some hilarious comedy. I just like to pretend that like Mikey cosplay dropped in earlier, and afterwards he's our next one. He got out. Shout out to Mike, and uh, he already came in earlier in the he episode. He came in earlier, and he's like he drops in, and he's like, 
oh shit he's like well i just gave all the chili away like i'm gonna need i need to help go talk to protein jugs and get myself some codios and then he goes outside and he looks Ooh. and he sees ouija rolling off in the bicycle like from paperboy and he's like you fucking ouija. <laughs> we, we like food here at the podcast oh we love to eat I'm in gonna fact we like food so much i'd be like oh that mashed potatoes oh Oh, God. Uh, next, we got our smartest patron. Well, we don't know that. You're all smart. But Genesis with that huge brain. Genesis. Thank you so much for that continued support. Huge brain. We I got like Ian Big Dog Mills killing it with that Halo content. Thank Dude, always so killing it. Love you, Ian, man. Love you. We got Photon. Please come back to the fray. We miss you. You're yeah, the I, I've missed him like recently, but I just haven't heard back yet. But I'm trying to check in with them. I hope you're doing fu- We're do- doing good, man. Uh, next, we got KN Nick. Been supporting us since KN May 3rd. Nick. Definitely good with that Thank cool you so YouTube much. name. So just it's better than it, like my gamer tag is J level seven. I think K and Nick sounds way better. K and Nick's pretty dope. Next we got Johnnin, who we just played the Crimson Seraph. Johnnin, Crimson Seraph, the moderator Coming out from the of skies, your dreams, looking down on everyone, going, "Yep, stop, fuckers." Uh, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no. That's not. That. That's not Johnnin. That's not Johnnin. <laughs> no, we played some firefight with him. That was badass, though. dude. Firefight and multiplayer, badass. and we also got uh, some of that in with uh, Anthony DC Outlaw on Twitter, and that was just so much fun. Great. Next, time. we got the suavest looking patron. Travis oh, also Oki Crimson Seraph. Uh, if yeah. you didn't hear us earlier, guys, uh, Crimson Seraph is, you know, Johnnin is doing a uh, another Carnage report on the the what is the book called, Brian? Point of Light. Point of Light, ladies and gentlemen, with Part our buddy Cole. Part two should be coming soon, so definitely check that out. Who's our next patron, Brian? I'm so sorry. Trevor Polky and that suave Trevor leather Polky jacket. and that suave, like, Our Lady Peace-looking aesthetic that he's got going on. Man, I feel like he could, like, sing like Creed, be like, With right bound. And he would he, he kind of do that thing. <laughs> That's man. not bad. Uh, I think he's like Christian Bale in Dark Knight, where he just walks into the party with a girl on each shoulder. You know? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> next, we got from Wandavision themselves, the Shipley, the Shipley Jordan and Kirsty Shipley. Loving them. Wandavision's over, but you're still around. Thank you for that support. Yeah. <laughs> next, we <laughs> got the longest alive. running podcast in Halo history, Podtacular Duststorm. Duststorm. Loving him, man. Over a year now, dude. Yeah, I can't wait to maybe kind of like get together with him and chat with him maybe after Infinite comes out and just kind of like get his opinions on things. A lot of fun there. Check out the podcast we did with him. He's on our podcast. We're on his podcast. Check that out. Next, we got the dude gunning for Matthew Salvatore's position, Glass, our second longest running patron. Thank you so much. He's been at it for a year and two months. We love you, Glass. Yeah, we love you so much, man. I I can't. It's so flattering to think that you've been here this long. It it means so much. And finally, the man who's Justice patron. League knew and needed more, and in just a couple days, he's barging right through your door. Ooh, it's I'm Matthew Salvatore, and here comes the Snyder guy. Yeah, I'm oh, I'm so pumped for you, Matt. Uh, I'm so pumped for myself. <laughs> I'm so pumped <laughs> for the Snyder cut. I can't wait four hours, man. This is like, so exciting. So exciting. Yeah, but thank you so much to all of our patrons once again. Oh, and shout out to Montana Menace. I didn't really get to say thank you to that, uh, but but dude, thank you so much, man. Um, I, I love you. You you now feel like you've been you, you haven't been in the community for too long, but you feel like you've always been there. Uh, thank you so much yeah. to everyone. Go ahead, Brian. If we had it our way, everyone who listens would come in the Discord, and we could like legitimately be consistent friends. You know, so feel free to join. That's at the top. Once again, if you want to join the Discord, there's a permanent link at the top of our Twitter, and our Twitter is at Sacred Icon Pod. Feel free to stay up to date on there by checking out our Twitter. We're always active on there. You can follow Josh at Jovio Joshy. You can follow me Hi. at Brian's Bane. If you want to send in a long form email, send it to Sacred Icon Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, because Josh cut me off, I'll make sure I say it very clearly. Patreon.com slash Sacred Icon Podcast is where you can go to become a patron. We guys. Oh, we guys. <laughs> we hope you guys. Hey, we guys. 
Hey, you guys, he's Brian and John. Uh, <laughs> I need to do that next time. Baby Ruth. <laughs> um, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And enjoyed please enough, Brian. go to the Discord, go to the Twitter. Oh, for that, Josh, <laughs> hit me up with the sound of the pilot finding out that his wife is actually a brute. <laughs> what? Wait. Uh, you're taking he off. Goes to hug her. You're, you're taking off your. You're, 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 you're taking off your. You got a mask that you're wearing. What? This is like that one Mission Impossible movie I watched years and years ago. Oh my god! From from back in like the 90s. Uh, what? You're telling me you're a brute? Uh, oh god, Chief. Chief. What is you it? You thick with 18? What is it? Somehow. Somehow the Bruce have returned. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know she had hair there. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay i still love you uh, but yeah guys uh come, come to the discord come to the twitter let us know what you thought about the ass 343 uh we hope we didn't uh, offend any of you with our opinions on that at the beginning no, they're definitely. just our opinions let us know if you disagree uh just come chat with us guys we love you thank you so much for listening to this podcast and as always keep it sacred peace guys